Are you talking? I can't hear you. No, I had to sneeze. Oh. Alrighty. You ready? Yes. You got any questions prepared or anything? Nope. What you just said is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of 321 Lay On, a podcast about LARPing. For those who love to LARP and those who don't know anything about LARP, I'm Ashton Ruby, and joining me is my brother, Evan Ruby. Hello. And uh, we had our first event of this year, this past weekend, and we wanted to kind of talk about it, some highlights, what we liked. Excited to get back into LARPing. We haven't done it for about four months. Uh, So yeah, we wanted to share our experience. Overall, it was a really good experience for myself. Um, How about you, Evan? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know if it was this particular event or the wall between events. It just got me excited for it. But yeah, I had a really good time and excited for next month already. Yeah. What were some things that were awesome for you? Awesome. Hmm. Uh, Well, it's great to see everybody. Uh, For those that don't know, we live uh, quite a distance from our group. We live in uh, Western PA, and they're Eastern PA, New Jersey, Delaware area. And uh, so we drive four or five hours to get there uh, because this group is so awesome, and we enjoy playing with them. So, uh, yeah, we haven't seen anybody for a while, so it's nice to see everybody and catch up both in and out of game. Yeah, we're playing with a group called Frontier Dawn. It's a sword and sorcery group um, with some of their own twists and things they've made up, which is really cool. Um, I'm playing an orc. He's kind of a paladin, um, although I don't like that. You know, don't put me in that paladin box. You know, I'm just a warrior <laughs> in heavy armor that happens to be into one of the deities. Uh, but it ends there. Uh, yeah, you just described a paladin. <laughs> yes. Evan's playing a bard. He's one of my favorite guys in town. I don't know about everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He seems well-received. Well, that was something we talked about. We debriefed, kind of, we had lunch after the event on Sunday. We were talking about our characters a little bit and wondered how our characters were perceived, not necessarily out of some kind of like, oh, I hope people like us or whatever, but just curious. Um, You know, because we were talking about the interactions of the town and how the group kind of played together and decided to run things, um, basically. Uh, so yeah, we were sort of talking about how we want to role play our characters while our game. We're both trying to role play a little better, stay in game more. At least I am, just to speak for myself. But uh, yeah, I, and Evan had mentioned, you know, is he coming off the way he thinks? So yeah, actually, I found myself staying more in-game than I had. I don't know if it's getting used to the setting and doing it on a more regular basis or I'm getting more in tune with my character. Um, But the way I wanted my character to come across is friendly and laid back and a bit of a, you know, jokester entertainer. So he often uses... Um, language and mannerisms that 
weren't exactly, uh, I don't know how you would say it, maybe um, typical fantasy, medieval, whatever style. Yeah, I was thinking uh, about this um, to sort of interrupt, but uh, I, I thought of this. I think one of the things I noticed is I wonder if it's like Lord of the Rings has sort of set this tone. You know, like Lord of the Rings is like kind of very serious the whole throughout. Like not that there isn't comic relief, but it is kind of this like epic. It's like always epic and dramatic. Uh, so it sets this tone of like everything you say is <laughs> when you're in a fantasy <laughs> world is this like earth changing <laughs> You know, way to the fate, fate of the world dialogue. You know, uh, that was just something crossed my mind. I was watching it recently, um, and even when you play video games, it's like that sometimes. You know, sure. But anyway, but yeah, but I think what you're saying, like, you're you're a pretty laid back, you know, joke about things, not take everything serious kind of guy. And so when your character is also like that, it can be kind of confusing. Like, wait, is he joking around out of game, or is his character joking around? You know what I mean? Right, and typically, at least this and probably the last event, maybe, uh, I'm speaking as my character, but I don't know if it's perceived that way, Um, and I hope that it's not uh, basically, you know, messing with anyone else's game and role-playing and breaking immersion, Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I thought to myself, too, that that's hard to piece out sometimes. You know, does that person really feel that way, or are they just a really good role player? <laughs> um, right, yeah. And I kind of just took the benefit of the doubt of like just assuming everyone's role playing until I get a clear like signal that they definitely aren't when they reference an out of game thing or put their hand on their head or whatever. Um, and I and I thought of one way for myself maybe to help is to address people by their character name that way. It's kind of clear. I'm trying to talk to their character, not to them, about something, even if it's a little bit. Um, like sometimes it's it's harder with like game mechanic-y things. I find because um, it is right. kind of both a in-game thing, <laughs> but you know, like I guess I see a pure role playing. You find out creative ways to say, um, you know, right? Uh, whether it's item stats or skills you can use, you know, right. Yeah, and it's that's a kind of a double-edged sword. Like you want to talk about these things, but you don't want to just f- flat out be speaking in game mechanics language. But it's also part of the game. But you want to be in game, you know? That's <laughs> tricky. Right. I, I did have a uh, a friend um, get a new skill. He was excited to use. And he described it in game as his character and did a really well job. Yeah. And I tried to do the same. I don't think I pulled it off as well as he did, but No, I think you did. I remember that. That was at the beginning. Um Right. Sometimes I always because I do, I find it hard not to be make a joke and be sarcastic or take the opportunity to make a joke if I <laughs> if I see one. Uh and it, and it kind of can be a bit of a game like it can be funny to reference it in game but sort of using the out of game terminology so that people know what you're talking about and it becomes right. sort of an inside joke kind of thing um but yeah that just takes like you were saying getting more comfortable and a little bit of practice and and, and that's more fun to me like if I, I feel like yeah i pulled that off if i come up with a clever way to say something and 
but it's also tricky like if you want to communicate clearly and not be misunderstood right right that that's when it gets hard for you know anyone who's not used to role playing or used to the system and the game as a whole is kind of new and they just did a bunch of changes uh so it can it can lead to some confusion sometimes but uh i don't know maybe we just overthink it too much <laughs> probably <laughs> cool so what else catch us up on port harmony last we heard I don't remember if we talked about it, but we had uh, sort of defeated an undead army of sorts. Um, at least a high-ranking general was was what was going on in-game, which was super cool for the town. Uh, not yeah, the main, this- main bad guy, I guess, but one of, one of his uh, generals, his wife, I think. Yeah. And this, the, the settlement uh, had been dealing with this undead and this mist that like, I'm not sure if it's always like around or it just rolls in and out and causes problems. Uh, or maybe they, that was what they first found when they got there and they dealt with it. Um, but that was kind of a, a long, the story arc of last year was dealing with this undead army. Right. And it came to ahead of this, this big battle that was pretty crazy. That was a fun mechanic in that fight because we had to all group together because we had to repel, I believe it was the mist or the something. We had to repel something with these candles. Yeah, there was a horde and, of undead. Know. Yeah, to get the effect that there were like countless undead trying to attack us, there was like NPCs with like cards that had like zombies or zombie hands or whatever kind of thing trying to get us. Uh, and NPCs with, you know, boffers circling us and if you stepped out of the range you would start to get attacked by the lesser undead mm-hmm. and so to give that effect of like you're surrounded by a huge army of undead um you know we were confined to an area and if we left the protection we'd start to get attacked by them and be slowed down by them and stuff so that was kind of cool you know because they only have what half a dozen maybe npcs maybe a little more including staff um so it gives that sort of more cinematic ending to the year effect. Yeah, that's always a cool thing. If you've never experienced this, um, if you have a really great staff and you know plot group, they can give that effect of those big battles you see in like movies or read about in books. And uh, there's only you know ten or maybe less people actually portraying. Uh, the antagonist army but like if it's described well and there are things done to represent you know hundreds Mm -hmm. of undead you know it's not it's not much of a stretch of the imagination to feel like you're in that situation right and to have a few key mobs that you might fight the whole battle but then everybody else keeps respawning so it feels like you're fighting more people Oh yeah, um, things like that. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool fight. I never f- didn't feel like I was in <laughs> you know, a big fight like that. Yeah, so. and it was cool because it was everybody that played, you know, that was playing was doing that mod at the same time, and we were all <laughs> close together and trying to fight. And people inside are trying to heal those fighting, and getting hit, and people were losing their arms and <laughs> getting knocked back. This <laughs> fuck. Yeah, good ending. But then with the ending comes the beginning of a new season. Do you still feel like a new player or 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. So why I asked. Uh, the biggest thing is remembering all the rules and skills I have, and that's probably just because that's a big part of the game for me. So I have this character, and he has all these skills and abilities, and I want to use them. <laughs> but yeah. I also want to use them accurately and the right amount of times I can, you know, per period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for some people, that that's probably not a huge part of the game. They want to roleplay this character and um, accomplish goals or interact with people in a certain way. And that's like you know, what they really come to LARP for. But for me, it's, you know, making this character and having them do things. And sitting around role playing is fun too. You know, that's not like a drag, but uh, I think the going out on mods and doing things and being able to do things I've wanted to now is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that sense of progression <laughs> and um, feeling like a a fantasy, magical, powerful character is right, which just makes it fun for us. But I still feel like I'm not doing it right. <laughs> really? Uh, I, I by the end of this event, I was had gotten pretty comfortable with what I I can do and how I'm supposed to do it. Sure. That it wasn't like I remember the first night I barely did anything <laughs> because like I had kind of forgotten, not forgotten, but like I gotten out of the rhythm of saying the verbal. Uh, Right, uh, incantation or invokes that you have to say before you cast a spell, mm-hmm. and then say the spell, and then what it does, and hit someone with a spell pack. <laughs> right. But doing that in the middle of battle, where people are swinging foam swords at you, you know. Yeah, I got a lot easier playing a fighter frontline person. As long as I'm swinging and holding up the shield, I'm doing everything I mostly need to do. <laughs> right. It's just remembering a few of my defenses or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but I took a new class tree, so I had more spells and stuff, and I had to come up with verbals. So uh, I try, I'm trying to keep it simple. Like I kind of want to focus and you know keep it like I can heal and I can block, you know, <laughs> and then a couple other things that if I remember to do or I need them, I'll have them, you know. But so I'm putting a lot of points in like hit points and and defenses and things like that. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's advice <laughs> to anyone. If you're new to LARP, keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, it's tempting though to like, because you d- you don't know what's going to happen, so you kind of want to be prepared. Um, mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be like, oh, I put these points in, I never use this skill because this specific thing never happens. And then right. you re-roll, and then the next event they use it, and you're like, no. Yeah. Or you have something yeah. for two years and you forgot that you took it at the second event. <laughs> <laughs> sure but yeah yeah they did change a few things and as far as i um used or interacted with the new rules system just minor changes i guess and eh, there's some big changes anyway uh, i thought they were all good changes the skills that i took uh got some nice changes i really appreciated yeah like what like one of the skills was just a flat like three damage but my character has a uh, a focus that he uses to heal, but it's also used for different spells 
like uh, some spells are your focus plus a number. Mm -hmm. uh, so this this spell, instead of being three damage, was now your focus plus two damage. Right. So that skill will continue to be more powerful and be used even you know further down the line. Cool. So yeah, it went from doing three to five damage, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of, I don't know if it was changing or maybe rewording, at least, of some of my skills that made it a lot more clear of what they do. Oh, yeah. Like my, my new favorite skill I got, it's called Cacophony, and it's a 10-foot uh, radius from me that negates all AoE. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I wanted to clarify if it was just effects or effects and damage. The skill, I believe, just says AOE. So I did it during the big fight. The boss had he had done some skill that hit four or five people around us, and I got to use it and negate the effect completely. And nice. I even heard someone that nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So that was pretty cool to get the you know save all those people from, from taking 10 damage and getting knocked back and everything. Mm, I got hit by 30 damage at one point, so where were you then? <laughs> I had already used it. Sorry, that was the end of the fight. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, what are some other good moments? So there was a, a character running around causing trouble. Um, he, was, he was trying to taunt or aggravate another NPC that was sort of allied with us. Um, and so we had been chasing him down the whole event, I believe, and uh, chased him down to like his base at the end and had to fight his creations uh, in a swamp full of traps, <laughs> which was, I actually missed how we got through all those because uh, I ended up at the back of the group. Barely. <laughs> there was only one person that could sense traps and they weren't up at the front for some reason at the beginning. Okay. And so this guy was just stepping on traps to get rid of them, which is one way to do it. But then <laughs> the guy eventually got up front. And he could detect where the traps were, so we could walk around them. Okay. I was actually not exactly in the front, so I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Either that or we just triggered all the traps. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of traps. That was an interesting thing that I noticed this event. Um, it seemed like there were mechanics that uh like the obvious solution was not available to us you know um like most of the town was out on a mod and there were a lot of traps that we had to get through but it didn't seem like anybody there at least was able to detect traps or disarm them um so it made getting through the encounter a lot trickier than the obvious like just send the rogue up and disarm the traps till we get in and I kind of stood there and thought about, well, what's the best way to get through this? Um, but it's kind of hard because uh, it, it was a large group out there, you know, at least, I don't know, 20 people, you think? Oh, yeah, at least. So kind of some people take charge. Um, but, you know, not everybody necessarily listens or agrees um, on what's the best thing to do. So there's a little bit of like kind of watch and see what happens, see if that works. A lot of communicating to everybody to get people on the same page. And then I think we kind of had a plan and we went there to try to do it. And then it wasn't working how we wanted. We didn't really have a backup or anyone, I guess, I don't know, thinking on their feet quick enough or, you know, staying kind of in charge and directing people. 
Um, not that you need to do that or have to do that all the time, or it'll work all the time, but I guess that's kind of what I observed about that particular mod. Trying to break into this building to get to this uh, crime boss that had um, quite securely <laughs> secured his location. But I still thought it was a good encounter. Um, it was kind of interesting to see how it all played out. Um, to see how people in the town deal with the situations they come across. Because even though we've been to, what, five or six events so far, there's still some people we've only played with like once or twice. You know? So it's kind of learning how people play their characters certain ways and what skills they use or how they, you know, literally walk in and talk to a, an encounter. And I had been wanting to kind of think about it more and think, like, what what would have been the best thing to do there? <laughs> you know, sort of in an even in-game way of, like, okay, if we face something like this again, what's... What's a better, what's a better solution? And I guess people thought it all worked out in the end. Um, and it did. Anyway, I don't want to get into too many detailed specifics. Might be hard to follow if someone wasn't there. Uh, but right. it was all, it was all interesting. And um, thought the NPCs did a really good job of conveying what was going on well. And the marshals uh, did a really good job, I thought, of responding and reacting to what the players were doing. Um, making it realistic and fair, like as far as the results and the consequences and things, not just that mod, but everything. Um, cause it did seem like there were a few encounters that I was like, I'm not sure that's how they thought it was going to go. Maybe, but <laughs> sometimes it's, it, it is really hard. I think just from my observation, never having really been on staff, um, you know, to sort of predict, well, how are these people going to get through this or what are they going to do here? You know? Yeah, I mean, we've talked to him a number of times on this subject or related to the subject. You know, I think they try to um, prepare for X, Y, and Z, but, you know, sometimes people end up doing W, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, but the the staff is always really good at uh, either just adapting or thinking on their feet or uh, keeping the game moving and that. Yeah, and I think they do a good job of balancing what's important to the players. Um, you know, not just letting people win or walk all over the place, but uh, right. making, it, yeah, yeah. making it challenging and uh, and, and fair, kind of like I said, and and lore friendly and game mechanic friendly and all that. I don't know. If, did you get to say if you had a favorite part? Yeah, uh, I had a couple favorite parts. There was uh, it was actually. Probably the favorite part was all role-playing because um, they added uh, this marketplace sort of in between the first two periods on Saturday. Um, and so it's a marketplace slash you know, time the NPCs and quests are kind of come out and talk to the players. And I had been looking forward to it because I had a few uh, like resources I didn't think my character could use, so I wanted to trade them and looking forward to the marketplace, but actually there was an NPC that was looking for me specifically, which was really cool because my character had uh, been his sort of character arc and backstory and where I'm going with him aligned with one of the storylines that's coming up and a new mechanic they added, um, titles to the game, which is similar to like an advanced class or prestige class. Um, And so connected to those, there'll be an NPC that'll have to sort of teach the players how to 
unlock this title and uh, learn the skills from it and stuff. So it was either obvious that, that I, I was going to do that, or maybe I mentioned specifically that I was interested in it. <laughs> and so it was cool that they had a character kind of ready for me to talk to. And the other favorite moment was probably when we NPC'd and we got to play these. Uh, so our settlement had has a garden. They've been growing plants and food and stuff. <laughs> it's not a garden. It was a sacred grove. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> really? I thought it was... I thought Maybe the, sacred, part of it. the sacred grove is a guardian garden, I guess is what I thought it was. But, uh, no, that's not how I interpreted it. <laughs> either way. Um, I, I, you know, I guess neither of us were primal uh, nature characters, so we weren't involved in any of it. <laughs> so we don't really know. Anyway. Either way, there had been some experimentation going on with things that were planted, I guess, and uh, the uh, vegetables uh, and fruits had become sentient. And so we, we were playing these uh, coconuts that had come alive, and they were sort of like these tribal Moana-style coconuts. Uh, and there was a, a pineapple leader, so it was, it was a lighthearted, uh, fun mod mod you know, connected to things that other players are doing in town. Um, but we got to ham it up and, uh, you know, it's just fun doing a lighthearted thing. So yeah, we're definitely looking forward to the rest of the year. Um, like I said, we have, I have this kind of title, uh, character advancement thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think Evan's probably playing the same. Yeah. I had, uh, kind of been struggling with some like real motivation for my character. Like he likes to help people and be, quote unquote good guy I guess um, but outside of that like he doesn't have any real motivations in the town or like things he's striving for I guess he's a bit of a curious wanderer anyway so maybe that's part of it mm-hmm. but this gives him a little more uh, role playing opportunities and like something to ask around town about you know so I'm excited about that yeah yeah, the titles were a new thing they released, and everybody seems pretty interested and hyped about it because um, they've they've been around a whole year now, which isn't super long. But uh, anybody that had gone to every event last year is already going to have a pretty high level character uh, and halfway or more than halfway to the sort of max level. And so they wanted, I think, an opportunity to have you know more advancement options beyond that uh, and reason to keep playing if you want to keep playing a character. And just maybe to add a little diversity and color. So if you start, you know, having a lot of players and there's only so many options, you can uh, kind of feel like, well, we got a healer and a tank, we're good, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Not that's kind of oversimplification, but you know what I mean. Right. So anything else you're looking forward to? Um, working on. I lost my throwing daggers. I've no clue where it's possible. I've actually literally lost them like in the woods the last event last year and forgot (laughs) so i'm working on making uh, some new ones and possibly some special ones that i want to reveal later so i'm excited to work on that cool yeah i had made some new armor out of foam i had wanted my i really was just trying to like cover my bases at first so i wanted to have a armor that just looked like you know heavy armor made of iron that covered as much as the, you know, rule book said. And it was very sort of just general, like fantasy fighter armor looking. 
like as long as I got to that point, I was happy. Uh, but this game has kind of specific styles and looks depending on where your character is from. So I had wanted to have armor that looked more that style. Um, I don't know that actually, <laughs> it's definitely more of that style than my last armor was. Um, but it actually might look a little too much like a different kingdom that's kind of similar. But I like it. It's It actually functions a lot better in my opinion because um, it's kind of samurai looking. Um, so it's held together with rope, which is sturdier than whatever I used before. And it actually is pretty easy to kind of untie and take off and then retie when I need to put it back on. So And it moves because it's loose. So I want to add some more detail because I got started a lot later than I planned to before this event. But that was a fun project and uh, enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. So it's cool to walk around in new armor. Although in-game I still only have, you know, the the starter item card for heavy armor. Um, but I've had, like, this is my third, you know, out-of-game, like, fizz rep of armor I've had. So I think people keep thinking I upgrade my armor, <laughs> have new armor. And people in game have asked me, "Oh, have you become an outfitter? Have you become a smith?" <laughs> and I would be like, "No, nah, I just didn't like that old armor." <laughs> it's still the same. I suppose I could roleplay that I did find new armor. It just happens to be the same stats or whatever, same kind of armor. All right. I don't know if all LARPs are like this actually, but you know, we roleplay that every event is actually a month apart. Um, so you can be doing all kind of stuff in between, role-playing-wise. Uh, that's another thing. They uh, changed um, their in-between event things you can do. There, there's a hex map, and you can take an action each month. Uh, and they've modified that. So I'm interested to look into that and see what else I can do. Yeah, they made it more accessible, more flexible, I think. Um, you're not sort more, of... More uh, logical, too, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it was overall good choices, good direction, I thought. Because um, before you used to have a one profession, uh, which also made sense, I guess. Um, and you can go out and do that one profession with the tool you had on whatever space you chose. Uh, but now you just need the tool and you can do, as long as you own that tool, you know how to use it and can gather the materials. Or they had some like town options. Um, that you could do, but now anybody can do it and exploring and things like that. So they've made it more interesting and refined it a bit. Uh, and I think it'll be a good result for how people are playing and gathering things um, overall. So the one thing about this game um, is it's still kind of new. It's still, I think, relatively small. Um, again, we're not like the LARPing experts necessarily. We just, we did it a long time ago. Um, and we got back into it and we got back into it pretty, I don't know, heavily, passionately, whatever you want to say. Um, so we talk a lot about it, think a lot about it and spend time, you know, researching it and looking at it, different things online. Uh, cause that's a lot easier now than when we first started over a decade ago. Uh, but anyway, this group, um, like I said, kind of newer and smaller, uh, but it's starting to get bigger. Uh, and so it is... It is a little bit that like almost every mod, it's kind of the whole town goes out. And there's some times where it's like, I think that's their intention. Like it's going to be a, a large mob or a large group of mobs. Uh, so you kind of want everybody involved. Um, 
But other times it's kind of like, I don't know whether it's like a more RP puzzle kind of thing. Um, it's kind of hard having everybody there because it's hard to either logistically just fit everybody or have everybody involved or really only so many people can do it. So anyone who's in the back would kind of get left out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so I guess I'm wondering what direction they want to take that or if it's just they're not intending one thing or the other. It just happens to be that the town's like, hey, we're going out. You know, not that bl- bluntly, but they're like, oh, this person has come and this is affecting us. Do you want to come or not? You know, uh-huh. and everybody's like, yeah, I want to go. Like, I don't want to sit here. <laughs> I, forget who I, talk- I feel like I talked to someone about that and they said the town is doing what they should do. Like if, oh, I was talking about being an NPC and I feel like I die instantly because yeah, I have like eight health and people are swinging for four and fives and they gang up on you and uh you know the town no one wants to die (laughs) so they go in large groups and you know safety in numbers Mm -hmm. and it's also what you said that like this is affecting the entire settlement so it affects me or you know my friends or whatever and so i want to be involved and help Mm -hmm. but it's also you know if we stick together we'll survive which i think is probably the you know one of the big things in town like this is a new settlement we don't know what's out there mm-hmm. you know why we're settling together is so we can protect each other and be safe together sure yeah it's tough to judge the entire motivation of the the whole town it's hard to judge the motivation of a single player uh and the intention of you know plot or a single mod or whatever you know Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, a character may just, they might be playing a character who always wants to help out or always wants to be involved. Um, or the player might just be like, yeah, I want to be involved. Like that's why I came here, (laughs) you know? Um, and somebody might want to just sit in the inn and talk or trade or whatever, you know, that's totally cool too, but you kind of end up being involved in everything. And it's like, you want I know, I guess I assume, yeah, everybody wants to be included. Nobody wants to be left out. Like, that's not necessarily fun or feels good, you know? Like, oh, everybody went out and they didn't ask me to come. You know, like, I think they do a good job of including and at least presenting the opportunity of, like, hey, we're going to go do this thing. Um, Do you want to see it? Or, (laughs) like, out of game, like, do you want to be involved? But in game, it's like, we could use your help or, you know. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And even logistically, you know, you only have so many staff members, so many NPCs. If you think, well, we're going to have these three mods go out and this one's a little easier, lower people can, smaller group of low levels can handle it, or this is a little tougher, so it's a challenge for the people who've been coming a long time, but then everybody goes on the first mod because, you know, you don't want to necessarily, it, it, I guess, seems like bad immersion and bad role-playing to just out of game be like, yeah, you only need like four people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for like a marshal to say that or the hook uh, NPC to say that. Um, I'm sure there's ways to do it, um, you know, cleverly or whatever. Yeah, the last thing that happened, they said they could take like no more than 10 people, but I missed the reasoning behind it. It sounded like they were in a house and the, the structure itself would only hold fire safety wise or <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Just you know, space-wise, right. some, something was in a building yeah. and it would only fit about ten people or so. 
Yeah, I got it. It was something along those lines, but not specifically what it was. Right, yeah. So this is mostly an observation, not a criticism or suggestion, because I don't necessarily know how to make it different. Um, I guess that's something I would like to see personally uh, if I got to have my own way, which I'm not asking that I do, but (laughs) since we're talking about it, uh, I'd like to see more small group stuff. Um, But I do understand sort of the challenges that presents and the complexity it can add uh, to a game. Mostly just because and not, I'm not saying every mod, but you know, here and there, be nice to. But I, that also would put the pressure more on myself, like <laughs> to have to, like, if I go out with just a small group and we all die, like, because <laughs> that actually happened. The the November event, only a smaller group went out and we got slaughtered because <laughs> yeah. they were strong mods and they were uh, they were fearing us, so we were getting separated from the team. Yeah, it didn't turn out well. There was only two healers. Yeah. So, and it's tough. Um, again, I can only speak for myself, but you kind of get, for me, you, you get used to sort of like how video games work, where there's like, you know, an array of content that you can sort of choose what you want to do, whether it's like a solo thing, especially online games. Um, there are solo content or small group or large group content. You can kind of pick your flavor, but that's, you know, far harder to facilitate in a in a LARP. But as they grow, I'm hoping you know they'll be able to mix it up and do this kind of things. So it's just talking about making a good game even better, <laughs> not necessarily like oh I hate that it's like this, you know. Because I had I had fun even if I went out with a large group and just kind of watched what happened. Uh, I enjoy that. You know, I'm just kind of happy to be out there and. <laughs> Talking to other adults because I get that a lot in my daily life. <laughs> I can't, I'm, a, I'm a bad barometer, I guess. <laughs> what about you? Anything you'd like to see, or um, if you had it that, uh, your own way, totally selfish, what would you change? <laughs> how much time we have left? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the thing about LARPing is uh, you a lot of times have to kind of make things happen like how do I put this uh, if you want something to happen you have to do what you gotta do to make that happen like if you just sit around and wait for things to happen to you you know then you're probably not gonna get what you're looking for people will ask if you wanna come along and do things or hey this is happening what do you think you know but like if you wanna be involved you gotta get up and talk to people and make that happen um if you want to go out and fight things and get loot, you gotta go out and fight things and loot them when they die. You know, <laughs> like I always forget to search things. Like, <laughs> so yeah, um, that's a whole I thing. Thought, go ahead. I thought I would be bummed about like never finding a ton of loot. Like, now it gets also probably back to playing video games. Like when you always get loot, you know. <laughs> sure, exactly. <laughs> that's messed. Uh, messed up my perception or something um sure expectation uh i thought it would be bummed like i don't really have any new equipment or anything but it really doesn't bother me like i thought i would be like i've been playing for a year almost and i don't have any new weapons a little (laughs) you know i don't feel that way because i was going i was having a great time Mm -hmm. so regardless of that i don't have any set pieces yet um (laughs) (laughs) uh and I don't know how 
you know, you know, a perfect system for that would be, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the way it is. And, uh, you know, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this comes down to, yeah, it's all complicated. Uh, depends on your player base, but also, yeah, like depending on your, if you had, I think, and this is kind of an assumption or guess, but I think if you had a, like, either newer or younger player base, and I'm not trying to like generalize it or whatever, but I'm going to, um, that, yeah, maybe you might want your LARP to kind of feel a little more video games just cause you know, we've grown up with that as part of our experience and our culture and understanding of a game. You know what I mean? Um, whereas if you had somebody who's LARPed and maybe they play video games, but they've LARPed since, you know, they were young and now they're in their, you know, middle aged or whatever. Uh, yeah, they might have, a better expectation kind of like what you were saying or know what to expect or how it works. Um, and the other thing too, is I think there's, for me, (laughs) there's a weird thing going on between, you know, the player versus their character, you know, like you meet, cause me as a player, yeah, I want loot and I want cool equipment. Uh, but that's like one of the furthest things from my character's motivation. Uh, and again, that's sort of the, like when I play a game, I want to loot and get the best gear. Um, and so same thing. I don't necessarily have that expectation when I go to LARP. Um, cause there's a lot more things that are of value to me. Um, the experience is so much cooler than even experiencing a game or role playing in a game, you know, a video game. I mean, uh, so yeah, it's in even like what we were talking about, about being involved, you know, a player may want to be involved and do things, but they might be playing a character who is a little more reclusive or um, doesn't want to go up and talk to people. And that's their choice. Um, I guess they just also have to (laughs) be cool if that choice leads to them not necessarily going on the mod because their character, you know, wouldn't trust this group of people right away when they're first time in town, you know? That's, that's, those are just kind of weird things I've observed, I guess, or thought about when it comes to LARPing. And maybe it's more common to someone who, or makes more sense to somebody who's LARPed a long time, but any of that makes sense? I think so. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's just a lot of things to kind of think about and tease out in real time as you're LARPing. Um, you know, like, oh, what do I want to do versus what do my character what does my character want to do and which is more important to me in this moment? <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe that's why it, uh, treasure or whatever hasn't bothered me, you know, <laughs> cause yeah. my character actually does like treasure, but, uh, you know, him helping out the town is probably his main motivation at the moment. So he's getting to do that. So I'm getting what I could get one. So, yeah. Yeah. Same here that I'm not going to stop fighting, um, to loot somebody if there's still mobs out or I want to make sure people are safe and alive first and then somebody might walk up and loot the thing which is fine I don't care like <laughs> uh, you just kind of have to be cool with that kind of stuff I guess or you know loot, loot comes eventually right <laughs> and it is nice that they do have a system there you kind of always because of the in-between actions you at least have something new every event that you can Use or trade or whatever. Did you say what you were hoping for? I don't know. <laughs> I was asking what I would change in a selfish world. Oh, yeah. 
And that gets tough because again, you're, uh, I could, I can assume I've never been on staff at a game, but I can assume the, the sort of struggle or the balance of like how much loot is enough loot or, you know, what if we sent out a bunch of loot, but it is the one time only a couple people go out and they end up with all this loot and then there's an imbalance. And, uh, I don't know. I sort of, yeah, I, tr- I trust this group of staff that seems to know what they're doing and they've all been LARPing for a long time and collectively have a ton of experience. So, um, like I said, trust them and it's, I don't have any complaints. It's just observations and things I've noticed. Uh-huh. Definitely looking forward to the next event. Um, do have kind of a busy few months coming up, so hopefully I can make it. Um, cause I enjoy playing a lot and I'm finally feeling comfortable. Like you were saying, uh, with the with the world and the rule systems and a lot of the other players. So with that, I, I hope to be more involved in sort of moving the needle on some things as far as advancing the town and protecting the town and all that. Mm-hmm. I was actually pretty proud of myself. I thought I would totally forget everyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I know I know they're real life name but like their characters i haven't heard their name in you know four months or more yeah i remembered always. most if not all of them yeah that's a funny thing to role play too sometimes because it's kind of like I, I i guess i assume your characters are sort of interacting a little bit at least each like i said time is passing in game also and so while you might go out and gather materials you know i'm sure that's not all 27 28 days of the month <laughs> you know i kind of assumed you're in town a little bit and then you go out and then you come back so you are seeing these people like almost every day uh, and you wouldn't walk up to somebody and be like well, what was your name again <laughs> definitely had an awesome time uh getting to larp and play with a great group of players and staff enjoyed going out with you evan and hanging out it was cool thanks uh, yeah, we didn't have our whole group of friends. So it was just us. But it, like I said, since we've made relationships and feeling better about walking up to new people and talking to them and role playing with them, we definitely still got to do a bunch of stuff and interact with the NPCs. A lot of <laughs> they have a lot of good characters, so I always enjoy, you know, even if we're not going out and fighting, talking to a lot of the NPCs that the staffs come up with. So that's probably my favorite part. Anything else before we sign off? We hope to get some more guests and uh, record a little more regularly since we sort of had a break, uh, break from LARPing and break from podcasting. Um, so hopefully more regular and some more guests and start to branch out from our own game, even though we probably could have it just be the Frontier Dawn podcast if we wanted. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening and you have suggestions or a topic you'd like to hear about, you know, let us know on Facebook or however that works <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can go to our website 321layonpodcast.com or search facebook for 321layon uh, send us a message right on our wall uh, if you are listening to the show and like this make sure you subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use and leave us a review that helps but yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next time so long Evan bye bye bye